listeners, just a bit of a side note before you get listening. You guys may have noticed a bit of a jump in the audio at the beginning. The reason that this occurred was because the podcast software that was being used was initially on a Safari browser and it unfortunately didn't support the software being used for this week's podcast. That meant I had to stop mid-recording and compress the audio together. I do take full responsibility for that and that is a bit of a blunder on mine so I do apologise for that but enjoy the podcast nonetheless. what's happening well good day listeners i'm back with another episode of grabbing the moment podcast um before i even get started with today's episode uh that even kicked off uh i don't know just it's not unsupported but now i'm back with the boys this time i've got two guests with me uh i've had a single guest in the past two episodes just to kick it off slowly but today i actually have the boys with me what's happening people How's it going, champ? What's I'm not up? too bad. All right, it's good to have the, everyone back here as a unit. So, how's things happening? Pretty chill, yeah, man. It's been all right. It's been all right yourself. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, you know, getting back into the podcast, podcast and grinding stuff. Um, I've been kept up with school just like you guys. So, it's pretty nice yeah, to it's do been this. Been a you know, few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, tell me about it. You know, just coming back, just chill, lay back. In the, in the midst of the holidays as well. So it's really nice to, you know, come together and then just chat about general stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot happening in the world right now, apart from COVID. Well, it has to do with COVID. Um, the AFL, uh, this quarantine hubs are coming back, just like last year. Yeah. What are your thoughts? It's quite unexpected, actually. I saw... Um... I thought Victoria and Sydney would be the only places that would like break out again, but I'm surprised to see like pretty much the whole nation or whatever. Yeah, it is pretty. Um, yeah. yeah. Were you saying something? No, no, you go on, go on. Yeah, so it is pretty disappointing to see all this happening again. But um, compared to last year, it's a bit ironic that Melbourne's the quarantine hub. Last year, um, Victoria was the last place anyone wanted to be, really. So happening here, it's, it feels um it feels like we're in a special place, you know. Yeah, it does. I feel like we were sort of on top of it compared to everyone else. Yes, um, you know, there's a lot of you know there's a crackdown on all restrictions in Victoria last year, but you know, the past is a past. Um, I don't think we'll go back to that situation. So yeah, hopefully not. But, yeah, it's um it is it does suck to see other states um having to go through the same uh, hassle that we did, but you know they'll get through it. Yeah, eventually. It'll take time, but in the end, uh, it'll be all right, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. Um, Priyanshu, with um, COVID, um, you know, it's doing a bit of havoc in the aviation world as well. Um, how's that affected you with your flight school and stuff? Uh, so, it's highly affected it. Uh, flights were closed for a bit as well. Even for us, um, I think they were only taking BCE students for a bit. And the rest of the recreational flights were just completely shut off for like two months. So now that also affected like budgets of uh, companies, including um, airlines, for example, Qantas, uh, the flights and uh, aircrafts that were sitting on the ground, they still required fuel every day. 
and uh, to like take out the fuel and refuel them, which was costing Qantas like a million dollars every day. Yeah, that, there was a bit of a story circulating around that, especially last year when COVID first came around. Uh, it was believed that Qantas became redundant in staff and, you know, cutting down their wages and, you know, cutting the staff down in general. Um, have are, are you aware of any other airlines doing the same approach? Uh, so there was Jetstar that also um, the crew went on a, obviously on a strike because they weren't getting paid enough by Jetstar and that's obviously due to COVID not receive oh sorry just i'm not receiving enough money due to covid so it is unfortunate it's not only corners being affected by but a lot of other australian airlines as well um i um saying on the topic i feel like um british airways they replied the 747s cause of the covid crisis i believe uh yeah and the um a380s that also went to los angeles from sydney which was one of the longest flights in the world it went for 15 hours continuously it's also shut down now. They're instead using the Boeing 787 or Boeing 777 now. Yeah, it's apparently the corner side throws, they're stored for, they're stored until 2023. Is that true? Uh, yeah, and they're releasing um, a new version, which is the Max. Oh, that's really nice to hear, Qantas. They're taking a step forward in the next generation of aircraft. I do rate Alan Joyce as a CEO. I feel like he does more. That um, I feel like his work's a bit underappreciated. Indeed, yeah, he does. Mm. Now, um, a question to throw at both of, both of you boys. We've, we've seen how COVID's affected the industry, not just in sport, in the aviation world as well. Um, you know, in saying that, I feel like talking about post-COVID world, that just sounds... That sounds like a miracle right right now. It's not happening anytime soon. I feel like it's shaken up the industry in a whole. So it's gonna be a new look. Yeah, honestly, like to think that COVID would do like this much, it's it's unbelievable if you think about it. Honestly, like it's taken such a toll on like on pretty much every aspect in everyone's like everyday life. It's 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 amazing, but. I reckon in a good way and a bad way. It's showed us like what we can cope with, how strong we are as a nation, as like a world, I reckon. But mm. all the negatives that came along with it as well. Yeah, it's it wasn't really what we were expecting, you know, even at the start of 2020. No one's really expecting COVID to just escalate and have a worldwide um, impact on economies. So it, it was a bit of a worse that caught us off guard. Um, it was the older generations as well. They, you know, they faced the Spanish flu, but um, that didn't really do an effect of the economy. The economy was already in a bit of a nosedive with the, the recession stuff. But yeah, yeah. So I feel like COVID's done. It's like um, a virus we've never seen before. If that makes sense. Like obviously yeah, we've never exactly. had COVID before, but like it's done damage in its own way and it's been pretty significant. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and um. Uh, we can personally talk about this from experience. Even the season last year, I feel like um, it really hampered our preparations because uh, we won the premiership the year the season before. So coming into the season of 2020-21, um, it was a bit of a shake-up to usually how us boys are used to playing. Obviously, with the one-day schedules taking place instead of the normal two days we'd have. And um, I feel like that changed up the mindset of us. We felt like there was a lot more to lose then what was it to gain? Yeah, 100%. And especially the aspect of being combined with another team. That and just, um, I think our mentality coming off a premiership, we thought we were like 
the best side, but then being paired up with another team, just that took a toll on us really. And just, um, let's just say like, we didn't expect us to go down that way. Like our performance wasn't the greatest, um, but we can't do much now. We live, we learn, move on. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, that's just life these days. You don't know what curveball the world's going to throw at you, so you just got to be ready for it, I suppose. But um, uh, in the in the aftermath of all this, you know, it's going to put a reshuffle. It's, it is going to change your mindset, I think, in a good way as well, just to not take anything for granted. Uh, I feel like I can relate that from personal experience, and I, I would say you boys might too as well. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And um, in the after, uh, um, in the post-COVID world, I feel like uh, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to change the economy. So um, it is recovering, uh, even though we're still in the pandemic. But um, Slowly, slowly. Yes, we're getting there, we're getting there. But um, Priyanshu, there's also been news coming out that uh, international travel regarding Australian border restrictions, um, there's no international travel until 2024. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, so it is a close for a while. Close for a while. Um, obviously, students that are abroad right now won't get to come back for that long, which Wait, will affect their visa sorry, as well. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. But is that confirmed? Like no international travel. That's like that's like uh, the estimate. So it's not confirmed, but that's what it's looking like. Gee, it will most likely be. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty. Um, it is a bit overwhelming. Like um, you know, people want to travel the world. Every year they have new resolutions, and then you know, just COVID, it just it's done more impact than we would have um, anticipated, and uh, it does suck really. Mm. With anything like, um, I've always wanted to go to uh, London myself, and uh, we were planning to go to last year, and it is, uh, yeah, that was a pretty shit feeling. I'm not gonna lie, just you know. Yeah, there's um, I have a lot of friends, including myself, actually, um. I think everyone had plans to go overseas, you know, just to like get out of here. But just COVID, man, it just ruined ruined everyone's plans. I know a lot of people that didn't even get refunded um, for things they bought because uh, because like COVID cancelled everything. But I, I actually can't get over that till twenty twenty four. It's estimated that's that's unbelievable, honestly. Like that is crazy. Like um, someone like me is in year twelve. Um, I really want to you know take a step back and just get out of the country, have a uh, breath of fresh air, you know, yeah. escape, escape just from this um, country because I've never done it before. So yeah, it does suck. Yeah, I feel, I feel for all the year twelve students graduating or who have graduated and that want that gap year, they're gonna struggle with that because a lot of people love to go um travel abroad for a year, explore, or do all new things, but because now this it's all restricted, I guess. It was definitely on my bucket list. I can tell you that for a fact right now, but it is what it is. But I don't know, um, going forward, uh, even the, like this stage last year, when I predicted I'd be in this like uh, stage, because uh, last year we were, this time we were in the stage four lockdown. It was, uh, it was a pretty dark time for me. It was pretty boring, well, like you boys as well, I would say maybe. Yeah, it really is though. It's been um yeah, really busy. Obviously really sad as well. Boring at home in quarantine. Mm. But you know what? Um, you know, I feel like us Victorians, like looking at what's happening around the whole country, everyone's in lockdown. We're the ones that, you know, are not 
the impact of COVID is not as severe. So I feel like we do have a chance to like enjoy the freedom more than other states. Yeah, I think Victoria's always been the toughest on the lockdowns, and I guess you can see you can say that's for our own benefit. Like as harsh as it may seem at the time, um, I think they were always one step ahead. They knew what to do, I guess. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> when Dan Andrews, even though um, he was out of action for a while, uh, I felt like uh, this. This uh, I don't even want to talk about him really. But like um, <laughs> the acting premier, he he did impose some restrictions. Off Dan Andrews couldn't do much at the time. It was all all on the acting premier. Yeah. But I felt like he handled it pretty well. Yeah, he did hundred percent. Um, yeah, good old Dan Andrews. Yeah, I know there's a few people listening to this who are going to get triggered by his name, but you know what? I do apologize on my behalf. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my God, shouldn't have said that, but you know what? This podcast, it's all about stirring people up. I want to do, I like doing that sometimes, but yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like, you know, with COVID, uh, my GAT exams, you guys have GAT exams, don't you? I'm not doing a three, four subject, so I don't. Luckily, yeah, same. Oh, right, right, right. I didn't but know that. It was delayed, right? Yeah, for us, it was postponed. Not only last year, but this year as well. So, GAT was had scheduled to happen during when COVID struck. So, it's been postponed. It's in July the 23rd. So, getting ready for that as I am. Yeah. Even with the exams last year, like, it was quite funny. We did a lot of our uh, exams on ex- uh, online and... Uh, I don't want to spread too much rumors, but, you know, there was a lot of people that cheated. Yeah, lots of cheating going around. I could say the same for us. Mm. Luckily, this semester, our exams were actually cancelled. Um, big ups to my school for doing that. Um, took a lot of pressure off a lot of students. But obviously, year 12s have to go through it. So, uh, can't do much about that. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of workload on us compared to year 11. I thought in year 11, it's, like, a provisional... Look for how U12 is going to be, but it's completely different. It's a completely different ball game, if I must say, because there's just a lot of pressure on you. Like it, I didn't expect Year 12 to be full on, hands on, but it's way more than I thought. I'm not trying to scare you guys, but like, Hi, bro, Year 11's been so tough. Um, our school didn't cancel exams, so we still had to go through it. Well, last year as well. Thumbs down to my school. Oh, no way. <laughs> that does suck. Even with, um, we've talked a lot about the impact. We've gone through that. Um, you know, it's affected my studies as a lot. Uh, I couldn't even, like, go out of my house. So, you know, I needed, even when I studied last year, I needed that time in my life. Where I needed to step out of the house, just take a, just have a breather to myself. But I couldn't even do that. I had to stay at home 24-7 each day so it was a Take bit of a call on you after a while yeah 100 percent. like it does eventually um start to eat away eat away at you and then you know it just all adds up and then you're just sitting there like what do i do i'm just at home doing nothing really exactly with um you guys as well um you know even last year when you guys were in year 10 i feel like that did you guys do this in year 10 no yeah, we do VC now. VC starting year 10 in our school and those guys, they pretty much didn't even get to know how VC is like because they were locked in effectively for half the year. So, uh, I couldn't, I didn't want to be in their shoes because, uh, you know, th- they should be knowing how VC works and they didn't really get the full chance to experience yeah, it. pretty much stepping stones towards it and they didn't get to experience it. Mm. And even with, um, 
with everyone in general, not just the year 10s. But um, I feel like moving ahead, uh, we were talking about quarantine hubs before. It's even happening around the world, not just in AFL, but in cricket as well. There's like a, there's always cricket bubbles happening. So when you go to a, Australia, they're in the Caribbean who play the West Indies right now. They have to go through a two-week quarantine bubble. And when I say that as well, there was a lot of senior players that pulled out of that tournament um, campaign. You know, Pat Cummins pulled out, Josh Hazel pulled out, Steve Smith, he's pulled out. You know, just what, like what was the what was the reason they pulled out? They just wanted to be with their families because then the Ash is going to come up and then they have to stay in this like this bubble for the whole series. Oh, okay. I haven't been up to date with the cricket really. Yeah, not me either. I just keep up <laughs> when I feel like it, but. You know, even with uh, England as well, there's a bit of outrage with the Ashes as well. So what's happened is like when England do come down under, there's a bit of an outrage from England former players. They're just saying, they're going off on Twitter, really. They're just being like, um, they're a bit dubious towards the series going ahead. They're like, England cricket players have to be away four months from their families and even now would have to spend Christmas at, in Australia and don't even have the chance to go back. So it, it, that is a bit of a controversial outcry from them. I mean, I you can understand where they're coming from, but ashes are the ashes. You know? Yeah, ashes are the ashes. You just got to go on with it. <laughs> show must go on. Yeah, the show must go on. Even with the T20 World Cup, um, it, you know, um, the funny thing is they actually got moved from India, so it's happening in the UAE now. Oh, really? Yeah, it got moved. Oh, interesting. I... How is the UAE doing with with the whole COVID thing? I haven't heard a single thing about it. In the UAE, it's never been that bad. I don't know why. You know, in every country, it's peaked at some stage, but in the UAE, it's just gone up a bit. There's been a bit of a spike, but it's gone down really. It's been a downhill slide the whole time. We tackled it well. Yeah, so I feel like they they do deserve it. With India, it is a bit sad that it's being taken away from them. You know, the, we shared the same um, heartache last year when the World Cup was supposed to happen here, then it got yeah, postponed. Exactly. Yeah, Both countries are extremely passionate about their cricket and just, yeah, to find out it's not going to happen there, it's heartbreaking, honestly. Mm. Priyanshu would, Priyanshu, were you ups- how upset were you by that, be honest? Uh, yeah, really upset. <laughs> it just sucks. India, cause... Will, India wouldn't have done well anyway, so that's all right. Yeah, hey, hey no, 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 that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, India's washed up at this point. They're not um, as good as they used to be. I could be wrong, but um, I don't know. I just feel like they're not at their best. Mm, yeah, I feel like they're in the they're in the stage like the they're they're they're, they're having a few headaches with the selection. So like it's proving costly at times. You know, some players yeah. just don't turn up. So you know that's just India. We're not going to talk about Pakistan. They're just a, they're a weird team. They're just a really weird team. They just win when they want to, really. And it's, yeah, uh, Pakistan pretty... is extremely unpredictable with just the way they play everything. Honestly, yeah. Some we just lost. We, they just lost to two twenty Zimbabwe like three weeks ago, did they not? I think, I think so. I'm not too sure. Yeah, we did lose that game, so that that's not good. Going into a T Twenty World Cup, World so that's Cup, not. Exactly. Yeah, so that's not a good. That's not a good look at all. Um. I feel like I think uh, with um, we've talked about cricket, we've talked about footy. I think I I do want to touch one more thing on the footy stuff. I feel like um, 
the thing with I feel like there's a lot of teams in contention. Uh, Richmond lost last night. Didn't expect that, but you oh, never. Oh, what what oh, what a big loss that was! Yeah. Honestly, but you know what? Uh, it's a blessing in disguise when Richmond loses, Australia wins. I know there's a few Richmond supporters listening, so apologies yeah. in advance. But that's that's just a bit of truth, unfortunately. Uh, Geelong are going pretty well. Yeah, at the moment they're up at half time, fifty seven thirty three. I'm watching it as we speak. Uh, Last week was a big loss to the Lions, honestly. Mm. I feel like the umpires were a bit biased towards them, but it was their home ground, and uh, it was a good matchup. How, good how match bad's the umpiring been this season, honestly? Oh, Even last shocking, season, honestly, every se- every game, but there's not one game where the umpires just stuffs it up, really. Yeah, I think I think something's happening behind the scenes, but I'm not too sure, honestly. I feel like the code's got to them. They just can't be fuck with the games. <laughs> <laughs> they need to take some money under the table at this point. Yeah, really. Chopra, what are your thoughts on the umpiring bias stuff? It's a bit of a scandal, I would have thought. Yeah, it, um, it's been controversial. Uh, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, just genuine umpiring, but it doesn't look like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, um, I feel like there's, like, uh, in the, there's a lot of people that watch footy in North from Australia, but you know, there's a lot of feedback that they like the scuffles that go on. And, you know, there's a bit of a uh, flack the umpires cop here, even on social media, like, let them fight as long as they do not go over the top. That's just part of the game. Mm, yeah. I think, again, like, especially against last week, uh, Geelong, uh, Brisbane, a lot of fights were happening. But it's part of the game, honestly. You can't just... Players are heated up. You, ex- you expect those things to happen. You can't just tell them not to do it at all. It's part of the game. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's what footy's made of, really. It's been exactly. the benchmark for like generations, and you know the umpires have become a bit soft in the past. So I feel like they yeah, need to very a, soft, honestly. Yeah, they need to go back to the drawing board with all that stuff. With um, um, we're gonna move on from that. Unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of things <laughs> we want to get off our chest, but we don't have the time for it. But um, moving on to next season, you know, cricket season's coming up, pre-season soon as well. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a good chance we might go back to two days. There's already been scheduled release for that. You know, just with the Western Region Cricket Association as well. So, you know, that's a that's a good positive sign. You know, going back yeah. to the way cricket was. We're very happy to hear that. Couldn't change yeah. the one day of last season. Yeah, it just didn't feel like cricket. And you can just stick in now. Just a block. Yeah, you can. There's not much pressure on you. Like last season, um, I played in. The bit of the B Manning games, and you know, there's way more pressure on you, like you know, keep the scoreboard ticking. But this season, you know, you can step back a bit, take your time. So, you know, exactly. it's take your time, yeah. I think I'm not good at I just, I, I think I don't have the patience for it, honestly. I just um, want to get out there, make a few good runs, and just that's it. I can't spend time at the crease, honestly. Yeah, it is, um, it, it's a frustrating part, but you know, sometimes it's very tedious, yeah. It's just part of the, you know, it's a bit of a, I don't want to put a crystal ball on it, but like sometimes, you know, you cave into yourself. Like sometimes I'm batting, I'm just like, I'm shitting myself and then, you know, I get out. But, you know, mm. um, I've, I've had a bit of a, I've had a bit of a gig with the bats, that semi-final, you know, that's a bit of a one, oh, bat, <laughs> one game wonder. What a throwback that was, honestly. <laughs> Quite the throwback. And it was on a Sunday morning as well. So imagine if we lost. Yeah, honestly. That would have sucked. That was, that was one of the games. One of those games. One and, games. you know, we have, we have a pretty solid team this season, I reckon. You know, there's a few youngsters, you know, like, um, 
you know, we have a lot of talented players coming through the ranks. So, you know, this season could be could be yeah, the one this again. This season seems to be pretty promising. With, yeah, 100% with all our new players and whatnot. And us older kids as well, honestly, it should be good. Mm, 100%. Yeah, Priyanshu, um, you're a keeper, obviously. Um, do you... So, with your keeping, have you worked on your technique? Is, is, have you used the lockdown to your advantage and, like, looked at a few, like, ways that people like Emma Stoney keep, uh, even uh, Brad Haddon? Yep. Uh, obviously, there's YouTube tutorials um, by the Cricket Legends on how they used to um, keep, use their skills in... Um, <laughs> in cricket <laughs> and obviously yeah again potentially uh, went from it yeah that's really good to hear because with lockdown it's a chance to like rekindle yourself find your really true place and I really could uh, find my find my inner peace in that in some way you know just having more time to myself uh, just staying at home and then when I'm bored I can look at something to entertain myself with you know I, I do that by looking at something educational whether it's about um, studying or even like uh I've recently been looking at tutorials of how to um, how to keep calm during hard times of hardship and you know cope. So I use that COVID as a chance to like feel like where I'm at right now and yeah, in the stage. Good. Yeah, it's always good to keep in check with yourself. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of things I've changed. I like I've tweaked my routine compared to the pre-COVID world. It was, it was a bit of a, it was nothing. It was just a bit of a gimmick. But now that COVID came, um, I feel like I feel like, well, something's happening. Like I do some the routine I have makes sense now. Yeah, and um, with um, you guys uh, with lockdown, did you guys uh, keep the routine? Did you guys adjust your routines? I think uh, Chopper can go first. I obviously did. Uh, just because it was more boring, we obviously woke up a little later. But yeah, there was a few changes staying home. Surely, um, I can, I'm, I'm speaking for you guys, but our sleep schedules were so... They were just out of the sword. Oh, unbelievable. And they were on here. Oh, I even forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot what sleep even was during stage four, really. Yeah, honestly, um, yeah, when lockdown was the harshest, and it was just pure online school. Honestly, my sleeping schedule was, like, I, I still can't believe how I did it. It's gotten a bit better, but I'm slowly getting back to like normal, you know. Uh, you know, it's speaking. I, was, I don't know what the hell just happened there. <laughs> you guys better not be winding me up. But like, um, what do I say? Talking about with sleep is um, with uh, with things returning to a sense of normality. I would say, Francis, just stop winding me up, please. <laughs> um, what I was you're cutting me off, bro. Now I forgot what I was saying. Uh, oh, I remember now. So now that we've returned to sense of normality, normality, I can't even speak now. But um, you know, sleep sleep's been alright now. Um, at the start when I was trying to fix my sleep schedule, I tried to you know emphasize the importance of sleep. There was a few headaches that followed due to I would feel like a bit of sleep. Uh, sleep. What's that word? Sleep deprivation. There you go. So th- that was that was a bit of a factor. But now it's going back to normal. Oh, I'm um, talking about flying planes. It's nine eleven right now. Well, it's nine twelve now. 
<laughs> so you missed you missed you missed the mark. I just nah. Um, how, you know, speaking of um, uh, you, you brought up the topic of aviation again. I, I feel like there's a bit more to go through. Um, how what what made you go into flight like flying? What got you into flying? Uh, I always loved planes. Just so, generally, I just always liked them. So, what age did you start pursuing a career in aviation? Seriously. Um, so obviously when I sat in the flight, I looked at some videos of how they work, found it really cool. And, uh, mm. yeah, and just went going to that career. I was a bit like you. I used to watch a lot of plane sporting videos when I was small, but like, I just didn't, I wasn't like passionate enough to actually go into the field. You know, I, I had a bit of interest outside that field. So it's good to mm. see you really taking it seriously. And I feel like, um, so how many years are you planning to get your license anytime soon? Is there any chance you might get in the few years? Uh, so I should be getting my um, IPL very soon and PPL at the end of this year as well. So that's an interesting point for all the aviation enthusiastics out there. So, you know, if you have some people, you know, th- this just shows like there's a lot of options, a lot of main people pursuing, pursuing their passion. You know, it, could, it can go a long way. And, um, you know, that should hopefully motivate you people out there because with passion there comes a bit of a responsibility you know you have to be committed to it there's a lot of um dedication there might be a bit of sacrifices along the way you know um, um for me and even mars maybe um you know the passions we have we are uh, we're personally committed to it but we're not there yet right <laughs> how can i take you seriously on the podcast ever again <laughs> like um i'm trying to you know i try to be serious on podcasts i'm like uh I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, but trying to get back to myself after quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> it's working. It's doing wonders for you, clearly. <laughs> it's doing wonders, bro. Like, for me, my character, even outside this podcast, it's like you. I don't even take myself seriously sometimes, but you know, when you got to be serious, you got to be serious. <laughs> but yeah, clearly, yeah, sure, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, my bad. Yeah. Uh, Sort of off topic, but did you boys get that text message this morning? Um, from, yeah, we did. Yeah, I did. I did. from who? Matthew. Who's Matthew? No name should be mentioned. If you know, you know. I guess. Yeah, if you know, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, Shawcross. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. <laughs> what did he send out? <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> no, nah, we're not going to talk about it. We don't want to catch a curse. Yeah. Oh damn! Yeah, people be dating five-year-olds. Bro, what are you talking about? It's nothing <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, bro. No, no, no. Don't don't worry about it, chocolate. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> We're barely thirty minutes in, and you're already <laughs> you're banging me like a child. <laughs> give me. Can I just get back with myself real quick? Just give me like ten seconds. Oh, this this is just gonna be weird. Oh, are you done? <laughs> oh, are you done? Yeah, man, I'm done. Oh, you had your little fun? <sighs> but I have a few questions for you, actually. For me? Yes, for you, sir. All right, far away. Oh, yeah, me as well, mate. All right, so obviously with all of year 12 and everything, uh, halfway into the year, I'd assume that you have like a set goal for what you want to do in the future or in uni at least is there anything like you set your mind to that you want to get into 
Yeah, I've actually last year and this this time last year I had no idea what I was gonna do, but now that I've got to the stage in year twelve, I've only got like a term left before um officially end technically, but I've decided like looking at my options in uni, I've decided to pursue a career uh, a career in Monash University maybe. I've liked the courses Deakin University offer as well, but with Monash I feel like um I've looked at the course and the one that appeals the most to me really is uh media communication so what happens in that field is that there's a it works it focuses on radiology journalism and just tv stuff so like um all that editing things i do yeah i yeah i picture you'd be really good there seeing you taking ship this podcast as well so I, yeah that would be that'd be pretty good for you honestly. yeah that does um fall in sync with what my passion is right now obviously podcasting i do like doing it um, but, um, you know, with uni, it's like, um, it's an interesting stage. Like, you know, there's a people talking about like all these lectures you have and then you go home and obviously study, but like lectures for me is just standing there and not going to sleep. Yeah. Literally me too, honestly. I can't, I can't do them. Yeah. Should Priyanshu, yeah, 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 I would agree. Priyanshu, well, have you thought out your future at uni or are you still in the midst of school stuff? Uh, so, most likely I'm going into Air Force in, um, after year 12. And from there, gain some licenses, get some hours, and after that, probably going to commercial flying. That's really good to hear. Um, have you, are you planning to go into Swinburne by any chance? I've, I had a look at their uni course as well. They have a lot of good options for aviation. Uh, yeah, they're probably one of the best units for aviation, but obviously I need to go Air Force first. Uh, rather than getting any degrees because they're not really that crucial as well. Chopper, what would, what would be your like your dream airline to fly for? Virgin Airlines. Why not Qantas? You know. Nah, nah. I'm, uh, probably Qantas as well. Nothing like Emirates or like, like Etihad or something like that? Uh, so Emirates normally, uh, obviously, it's long flights and you also... They also might get you to like stay overseas for a bit. Yeah. With Emirates, there might be a bit of a workload on you as well. You know, they have a large bunch of A380s. They have a lot of 777s as well. So, in a way, I could understand your point. Yeah. With Virgin Australia, um, obviously, they went, uh, I could say, you, you could say they went a bit bankrupt. But, you know, they're back from the dead. They're up and running. Not as usual, but um, what do you, how do you think Virgin can recover? Are they recovering or have they already recovered, do you think? Um, obviously, they're still recovering. They borrowed a loan for, I think, like about a few billion dollars from um, the government just because their business wasn't running as good because all the airlines were shut. Fuel was um, going into aircrafts every day. Uh, aircraft had to be moved every day to maintain them, maintenance costs. Um, giving the crew their wages. So obviously they needed some um, budgeting. So yeah, they took some money from the government, uh, but now they're up and running back again. Obviously, Tiger Airlines, they're shut down due to um, obviously not receiving enough wages and money. Apparently, Etihad Airways, they also retired their A380s, apparently. Ah, uh, yeah, a lot of airlines um retired a lot of their aircraft just because of the maintenance costs. Is the A380 a big uh, aircraft? Or... Uh, yeah, huge. It's, a, it's a big one. That sounded a bit wrong, but you know what I mean. Ah, uh, yeah. What's the what's the double decker plane called? Bro, come on, bro. How old are you? <laughs> Fuck. Wait, what were you saying? 
what are those? I think Chopper would know best. Um, what are the double decker airlines called? Aircraft? Ah, uh, yeah, those are the A380s. Oh, those are the A380s. And uh, Boeing 747 as well. Yeah, those are massive. Yeah, the, um, I think the Antonov is bigger than the A380, I would say. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Antonov's one of the most largest aircraft in the world. They occasionally come here, but they're not coming anymore, I think, because of the COVID stuff. But, um, well, thinking I've, for the whole jet inside. Yeah. I've, Wait, what's I've, it, what's it, oh my god. Antonov. I Googled it. Holy crap. Wait, what happened? It's uh, made by the probably only country you'd think could make that. Yeah, Russia. Russia. <laughs> I, thought they were, <laughs> I thought they were Ukrainian for a minute. Nah. Yeah, because nah. of blue and yellow, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that is a enormous <laughs> fuck. Aircraft. Oh my god. Chopra, that was on purpose. Uh, <laughs> I've lost my trend of. You know, I've lost my trend of thought a bit. Alright, I'm just gonna wait for you guys to finish. <laughs> Alright, um. With, with airlines, uh. You know, some some countries, their air, airline operations are going back to normal. I feel like even the UK, there's still a lot of heavy operations still in place. With Melbourne, um, it's gradually getting there. With Sydney Airport, it's getting back to normal as well. I think with us, we're taking a cautious approach to airline and travel. Yeah, I think um, part of my account in class, we played that stock market game, the share market game, and um, I bought a lot of shares in Sydney Airport and just... Throughout lockdown, I could just see how much money I lost to it. But over the past um, month, I think it started regaining bit by bit. But yeah, a lot of airports, like a lot of places, a lot of lost the money. COVID took a big toll on everyone. Yeah, the markets tend to crash here and there at times. So that's we just got to be ready for the worst. To be honest, with yeah. um. Continuing on the topic of airports, um, you know, there's a... Oh, my God. Chopper, you just stop. Chopper, please. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I was I, watching again, one of my again, idols in a sipwog. I've lost my trend of thought again. Um, yeah, I was I was going to talk about Pakistan. So, with the airport, it's oh, like... Yeah. yeah, it's like about the airport. Uh, I feel like they're pretty fortunate that they constructed the airport just before COVID. It was open like a year before COVID even started. So, you know, it would have been a bit weird if COVID happened and, you know, the construction was still happening. So, you know, that's that's a big reason for the economy still, like in terms of tourism, still up, being up there because, um, you know, the other Islam by the airport, it couldn't accommodate as many passengers as the new one that does. So... You know, it's attracted many airlines like Virgin Atlantic and British Airways as well. So, you know, it's a positive sign. Yeah, 100%. It's always good to see um, improvements made. Yeah. With, um, I feel like we can we should make this podcast a bit more political. Um, with, uh, we were Whoa. talking about, yeah, yeah. So, um, we talked about how Virgin Airlines, they became a bit bankrupt last year. So, there was a bit of a government package. There was a bit of, pretty much, it was a bailout and then, you know what Scott Morrison's government did? They just gave a bit of a. It was it was a bailout, so you know that way Virgin could keep operating. It's a subsidy of a government. It's it is a subsidy airline, really. So yeah. I feel like that's where the government comes in important. Yeah, I think uh, I think Chopper would know best about all this. 
Francis. Sorry. So we're talking about how the government, you know, um, they've had their fair share of criticisms, but um, when Virgin Australia they became in a bit of a financial crisis, you know, the government offered a bailout to them. So that's when the government did play a role in helping airline come back come back on its feet. Yeah, it did. Um, obviously helped out massively with airlines. Was the only Virgin that was helped out? Uh, I think Qantas was helped out a bit as well, but obviously Qantas has a lot of money. I think like it's prior. With Qantas, it was more like it was more carried out, but Alan Joyce was the one making more of the decisions. So I feel like Qantas was more in control of the pandemic than Virgin. I feel like they were just they didn't expect the pandemic to be as severe, but Qantas they were proactive with everything they did, and good on them, I say. Yeah, and um, even looking international politically, um, uh, Imran Khan he's been in a he's been under the spotlight a bit. He's uh basically yeah, what is yeah, it's a bit awkward talking about him really because I uh this might sound a bit controversial, but I have supported him. But you know, coming him coming out and then understanding how Muslims are being treated in the Uyghur region of uh, China. And then, you know, what basically... Was that statement true, what he put out? Was that true? Um, He didn't really say a statement. He just said... He came out and said, like, a a brief, like... um, How do I say this? He said, like, a brief thing. Like, he was like... uh, He came... He met with the Chinese president, President Xi Jinping, and then they discussed the Muslim repression... Sorry? I love the president's name. Yeah, it's it's as Chinese as it gets really. But um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> All right. Um, <coughs> to any, yeah, um, um to, yeah. About what Iman Khan said, um correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I heard and read, he said that um I'm not sure, but he said it's all right what they're doing in China. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what he said. So he was uh, he first listened to Xi Jinping's like justification of why it's carried, being carried out, and then he basically agreed with it. He's like, all right, China's version of the story. Then he pretty much even said like what the media is showing, Western media, it's not true. So he's basically agreeing with Xi Jinping. Yeah, that's, that's a bit controversial, honestly, like. Um, I'm I'm not trying to stir you boys up, but I've um I, I I want you guys to keep it together. But like speaking of the repression of Muslims, Israel, can you believe it, has come oh. out and condemned it? Oh my god! The irony, oh god. <laughs> the hypocrisy that Israel has, it's, oh, it's unbelievable. Like, I can't believe them. They are the scums of the earth. When it first came out, I, I had to like rub my eyes and see what the fuck did I Honestly, just read. Honestly, I had to reread it five times. I was like, am I reading that this shit was, That shit was a scam, bro. Like, no Honestly. kidding. It's so like, um, even the new prime minister that's been um sworn in by Israel, he's not any better. He previously said yeah. in a 2005 interview that um, he's willing to, um, you know, break down Palestine really. And it's that a, was, no it, it, it was literally a bigger scam than Indian call centers. Mm. Literally, and that's saying something. <laughs> I don't is know. The, is the Prime Minister or President of uh, India, is he good? Like, is he nah, good? everyone hates him. Everyone hates him. 
Okay, so I have a question for you. Who would you prefer as a president or prime minister? Israel's new one or India's prime minister? I'd say uh, India's prime minister right I'd now. say India's one. With Israel's one, a guy who previously even, he's opposed to world peace, so I don't see how anyone can support him. Yeah, fair enough. With India's one, I know he's done a, a lot in the past when he just became prime minister, but obviously now he's slacking off a lot. Yeah, with Armenia's... Um, what's the situation yeah. in Kashmir? <clears throat> well, um, there's still a bit of a... There's there's a lot of volatility and hostility going on there. There's by no means there's more peace happening. It's still at the same stage it was before, so there's a lot of uh, authority with the Indian military going on there, so... They're, they're in a pretty similar situation to the Muslims in China. Yeah. With um, Modi as well, speaking of him, like he's a better um, leader than Israel's, but he's had his fair share of um, uh, criticism. You know, um, in 2017, he froze out Amnesty International from their assets in the country. And it it was a, not a great look for his reputation because what Amnesty pretty much does is it, it it upholds human rights and then you know calls out calls out um, nations that go against um, the rights and guidelines of human rights and then you know just condemns them really. So when yeah. Modi Modi does something like that, it just shows you like is he really trying to promote world peace when he does that? Yeah, exactly. Like, what's the true like? What's like their true intentions or whatever. Mm. And even with um other uh act, like talking global political global politics, I've done it. So talking in that in that sort of terms, um, you know, they're like so non-state actors like even Facebook, they introduced their own cryptocurrency. I think I don't remember what it's called, but um, it was introduced and then the government it was pretty much funded by the government, you know, to keep it running, and then it was opposed. By um, people uh, like France, France's president, Libra. yeah, Libra. Uh, not, it was opposed by France's president. Uh, many with France's president, I don't really care what he says because he's a bit of a he's a bit of a mutt. So I don't really care. Yeah, he's um, a bit of a tough part. I don't think anyone likes him. Mm. Um, did he? Speaking of uh, Macron, did you see the slap video of him? He was getting he got slapped in a video. How good was that? I love that video. That made my whole week, not just my day. Honestly, yeah. yeah. He's a bit of a scum. So, Have you all seen Hezbollah's videos, bro? Hezbollah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a bit of a hit with people. No, Khabib V2. He's been a sensation. He's a ladies' man. He's a man's man. I love that guy, bro. Yeah, it's a bit of a... He's a big craze at the moment, so good on him. You know who else I love? Oh, no. Honey, can you get the door, please? Vanilla! <laughs> you just... <laughs> Mommy! You've been bad at me. You're going to get a smack. You know, I love that video, so I'm not going to tell you off for it because I did watch that video. The first time I watched it, I actually shot myself. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, YouTube as it's up and downs. There's a bit, of, there's a dark side to it, and then there's a funny side to it. But Superlock, so you know, it's all fun. <laughs> That's what she said. All right. What's your all opinion right. on the whole uh, YouTube boxing <laughs> thing at the moment? Uh, social gloves, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like kid got scammed, but like obviously he won. Uh, 
it was justice done, but apparently shows yeah. for gloves they're going they're filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, I hope they do. Um yeah. apparently they still haven't paid the wages for the fighters yet. Yeah, that's that hasn't happened yet. Because they were expecting like a um list of like five hundred thousand people showing up and buying tickets as well. All together and yeah, I think it was all altogether it was like a hundred K. I think they say it was like a one point six million pay per view buyers, but in actuality it was only hundred and thirty six thousand. Yeah. Like that. Unbelievable Bro, figures. Hey, let's be real, who didn't watch that legally? <laughs> Exactly. That, that's the real question. Who didn't watch it legally? Yeah. Or there was, up or right there was now, like no, um, so. there was like twenty people watching it on one screen. Mm. Uh, that happened like the KSI Logan Paul fight. There was a guy streaming with his glasses on, and then you know the reflective <laughs> yeah, visual exactly. from that. There's so many creative ways to stream it. Honestly. Yeah. The, it's just a technological way we live in. It's just so driven by technology and amazing what it could drive people to do. How creative they can come from it. Exactly. And um, you know, it's all part of it. I feel like um, this boxing stuff—it's uh—it's becoming more normal now. Before it was a bit of a premier a premier event, but now people, more people are throwing their hat in the ring yeah, to you know exactly. put the gloves on. So good on them. All for the bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um with KSI, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of him, but you know what just gets me sick is like um um. I don't want to jump on that bandwagon and say he's ducking Jake Paul, but it feels like he's using, like, coping mechanisms like music tours and, like, albums to, like, you know, buy himself some time. Okay, yeah, I think, um, yeah, put some more time into his boxing because at the moment, it looks like he's ducking uh, Jake Paul. I Mm. think before he even fights Jake Paul, he wants to fight Bryce Paul to get a warm (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What were you saying? <laughs> fighting, just to like get back into the mojo of everything, and then he'll fight Jake Paul when he's, I guess, you could say like his peak. Austin McVroom is down to fighting. I think uh, KSI agreed to the fire. I don't know what's got to happen to make it work. I think there's paperwork to be signed, but you know, it's all, it's all look. It looks on. It looks like a fight that could happen. That'd be a good fight. Imagine Austin McVroom wins that. That would be. Oh, that's gonna blow up the internet. <laughs> that would be a sight to behold. Internet were crazy after that. That's going to send them into overdrive. And even with the topic of boxing, I feel like this Dante Wilder with Tyson Fury stuff, it's getting out of hand, really. Oh, my gosh. This is the one fight I'm dying to dying to watch. If I'm working on that day, I'm going to take a day off just for the fight. I cannot wait for this trilogy. Like This and, and Dustin's uh, and Connor's next fight, these are the two biggest fights of the year, I reckon, and I just cannot wait. Yeah, there's like a bit of a rivalry that's been built on it. So even at the start of the first fight between Dante Wilder and Tyson Fury, there was obviously a big build-up. There's a lot of hostility and um, it was all part of the hype towards the fight. But after that, we saw there was a lot of respect between them just to make it look like it was for the cameras to just to sell the fight. But I feel like yeah. the rivalry is actually there, so it's not fake. Yeah, 100%. It's very, very heated at the moment. Um, obviously, if you watch a press conference, uh, Wilder didn't answer any questions. He was locked in, focused, you could say. Or if you look at it from another perspective, you could say that he was ducking Fury. He was hiding in his own show. But I'm a big, big, big Wilder fan. And um, I think he's really worked on himself. I think he's found his, found his uh, mojo. He's found his way. And, uh, I actually had a dream a few nights ago. I was at, oh, the, no. I was at um, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. 
trilogy and I was a ring announcer. I was announcing their names and then Wilder won the fight in the first round with an eight second knockout. So it was a lovely dream to wake up to. But um, now we can only wait and see what happens. With it, uh, you mentioned how Wilder, he had his headphones on during the whole press conference. You know, I, um, looking at it, at first glance, it looked like a ploy to like avoid Tyson Fury getting in his head this time. Yeah, exactly. You can look at it both ways. It was either him trying to block out um, Fury getting into his mental barrier or he was trying to just focus on himself. And yeah, but I think a lot of people took it like he didn't want Fury getting in his head. Yeah, it, it goes both ways, like you said. But, you know, the fight, I'm expecting it to be good. A lot, a lot of people are hating on it, mainly because of the reason there was... um. It came in the way of the Joshua and Fury fight, so there was a bit of a disappointment from that. Yeah, 100%. I think um, Fury's going to slap up Joshua because if you look at it, Joshua lost a smaller guy, Ruiz. And I know mm. size doesn't matter in a fight, but Andy Ruiz and Joshua, if you just look at like if you look at the paper, you'd be surprised if Ruiz won that fight. And um, yep. he obviously did, but Joshua made a comeback and whatnot. Um, but I think for Fury, uh, Joshua should be easy work. Yeah, because like with the Andy Ruiz fight, I would say Andy Ruiz was in worse shape than Deji. So like if he bet Joshua, a guy who did, he did get one knockout on and then the Ray Ruiz just fought back, it definitely caught Joshua off guard. And then yeah, even in the, it, in the second fight, Joshua just didn't look like himself. He just looked like a guy who was just trying to wait for the final bell to go and just, you know, win by that um, split decision stuff. Hmm. But yeah, against how, um, how big was that? Um, sorry, go on. I was saying like um, even in the fight against Pulev, he looked he looked like him old self again, but like he needs to prove it against a better fighter. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, how big of a controversy was it when uh, Gibbon Taylor Holder was called a draw? Oh, I was watching the fight live, and I'd, I'd let me tell you how I was literally cussing at my screen. Oh, me too. I was at work and I was like screaming. You look at the scorecards, he landed like 30 punches to like 6. It was unbelievable. It was actually, yeah. And you know what I found so funny about is like how much hate Fusi Tube got just for announcing it was a draw. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm getting. Yeah, we called it and uh, gave uh, gave the win. Well deserved. It was was very satisfying to see when KSI went off about it. He was having a bit of a. Rage about it on Twitter, so didn't yeah, <laughs> no one wanted a piece of that. Even yeah. Mini Mentor, he does really use Twitter, but he came back on Twitter, logged on, and actually like had a go at social gloves as well. Yeah, I think everyone had to have a go because that was honestly just daylight robbery. Mm. You look at the you look at the scorecards, you look at you rewatch the whole fight. Not once do you see Taylor dominating, Gib attacking, coming forth. It was just um, yeah, shocking to see. Gibbs cardio it held up so well, like it was just so inspiring to see like how much he worked for it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Gibbs Oregon Gib has Gib and KSI when he puts mind to it, them two have the best work rate on the whole YouTube scene. I'd agree with that. Um hundred percent with boxing. Yeah. Even with uh, Logan Paul and Floyd May- Mayweather's fight, I felt like Logan Paul's cardio was on point. He just obviously got caught um, caught blind by some of Mayweather's punches, but you know, I felt like Logan Paul. He surprised him a bit. He threw a few jabs of his own, and you know, stood his ground. Yeah, hundred percent. And the thing with Logan Paul is, 
obviously he's probably like the biggest YouTube boxer there is um, in terms of like body size and he's got the most muscle as well. So obviously we know with the whole lactic acid buildup, he's going to get more tired easily, but his cardio held up surprisingly well, which um, honestly surprised me. Like good on him. He worked hard for it as well. Now, Priyanshu, I'm sorry if I was ignoring you a bit. I could hear you breathing like angrily at the background, so I'm going to come to you <laughs> for a bit. Yeah, I'm going to have a look at the chat. So, um, did you watch the social gloves event? Yeah, I did. So, obviously, there would have been outrage after the Gib Holder fight. You know, we've talked about yeah. it. Everyone had the same reaction. Going forward, yeah. from, forward from now, do you feel like social gloves should hold another event ever? No. Uh, the judges are a scam. It looks like they're from an Indian call center. <laughs> um, you know, um, speaking of social gloves, should they be filed for bankruptcy? Kaya Sai, he's, he's just joined up with a boxing, what's it called? A boxing event or something? Like a promotion thing? Oh, yes. And, you know, I feel like that's a big move for him. You know, a guy that's in the, you know, just started off his boxing career. You know, he could use that as a way to you know, boost his um, boost his like uh, uh, career career. You know, you know what I really want to see. What? Honestly, KSI versus Jake Paul. When that happens, there's going to be a lot of hostility. I can tell you that for a fact right now. Oh, 100 percent. I think even yeah, the build up to that fight is going to be insane. Honestly, who do you think is going to win? Paul wanting to get revenge. Who do you reckon is going to win? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. But in my gut feeling, I just feel like KSI could win. The main reason for KSI, I would think he's win is like he hates Jake Paul with a passion. Jake Paul hates KSI as well with a passion. But I feel like when Jake Paul just hears the name, I mean, I mean KSI, when he even thinks of Jake Paul, he just gets mad. So, like, <laughs> seeing him in the ring with Jake Paul, it would get a bit heated. Yeah, and KSI has, like, so much determination. Yeah, exactly. KSI's got heart. He would, he's not going to give up. Yeah, not like Desi. At, at a factual point of view, Jake's been training non-stop for two years now. Yeah, that is... has been in and out of it, doing music, tours, this, that. So you can just see who's been in better shape all along, who's been training all along. I think at this point in time, Jake's the likely winner. Yeah, Jake, I would say Jake would win if they would fight right now, 100%. I feel like when KSI was in training camp, you know, um, Vidal Riley, I was really impressed by the way he was pushing him forward, you know. Um, Vidal is a guy that, you know, he's a bit of a friendly guy in his own YouTube videos, but seeing him in that training camp, I watched a bit of the videos into the lead up to the fight. He was just looking more like a guy who was on a mission to turn this guy into an animal. Yeah, exactly. All right, Franchu, you are getting angry again, so I'm going to come back to you. <laughs> um, you know, the, um, looking at the, did you watch the premiere of the case Oligan Paul fight, the build up to it? Yep. So, um, looking at that footage, I described how it felt like how Vidal was committed to turning KSI into a real animal. So, looking at that, how can you? What do you take from KSI's like um, boxing like talent? So obviously, KSI and Logan Paul both went at it, at it. But once, um, obviously, Shannon Gibbs was there as well, and he was just talking so much crap to uh, Vidal. But Vidal just kept so cool didn't like shit anything that they did and obviously saw the results mm. can um, i just uh yeah. get myself back again what's that can i just get back with myself again 
uh, we're gonna wrap up soon, so you might as well. Okay. Okay. All good. Uh, uh, this is a bit silly. Um, we're gonna wrap up in about a minute. So, have you guys got anything to say, like your feedback on the podcast, how what you've learned? Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, with um all the airline things, I had no clue about that, and the global politics politics as well. Learned to, learned a little bit of stuff today. I'm just really happy to be here. Obviously, a fun experience, and I appreciate being here, Asad. It's been my yeah, pleasure. Asad, uh, it's been a really good time, you know. Nice, close to one hour, but yeah, it's been really good. You know, you've been a really interesting person on this podcast, Prashi, if I must say. You've been yourself. <laughs> that's how I would say. You've been yourself in this podcast. Yeah, Thank so, you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good to, you know, catch up with you boys again, you know, just like share share this discussion. I feel like we got really a, our points across and, you know, just really acted in a mature way. You know, it's great to take upon like leaders such as Tijil and Keith and, you know, obviously help a lot in life. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's me. Hope you boys have a good night. You too, boss. Take care. Have Shout fun. out Ash and yeah, good uh, night. All right. Hope you enjoyed that, listeners.